Welcome to this episode of the Enoch Diaries podcast. This is the place where we pray, learn, and process the things God is speaking and showing to us every day. I'm your host, Ami, and I'm so glad you could join me today. If you haven't done so already, please like or subscribe to this channel so you'll never miss any of the great revelations and encouragements we put out regularly. Without further ado, let's jump right in. Have you ever began to press into God? And as soon as you do, it feels like the wheels start to come off in other parts of your life, like people getting sick around you or having unexpected emergencies that require your immediate attention. I don't know about you, but I've had that happen, that as soon as I press in and I begin to really seek the Lord about something, or I'm starting to see momentum in my prayer life and starting to see momentum in the things that I know that God has called me to do, it feels like other parts of my life or other people that I care about begin to have opposition in their lives. I want to point your attention to Matthew chapter 14, where Jesus had the exact same thing happen to him. In Matthew chapter 14, it gives us the account of John the Baptist being beheaded. It talks about how John the Baptist opposed Herod because of his unlawful marriage to his brother Philip's wife. As soon as Jesus hears the news, he goes and departs to a deserted place by himself. But it says in the word of God that when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. This was in Matthew chapter 14, verse 13, it says that when Jesus heard it, that he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. What we see here is that Jesus is trying to take a moment to go and to pray on his own so that he can process the news of what he's heard and then the multitudes begin to follow him. What we have following is that he actually has compassion on the multitudes and we see the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. I'm going to read that to you right now. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 14, it says, And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away you give them something to eat. And when they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fishes, he said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And when he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave it to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled and they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now, those who had eaten were about 5,000 men beside women and children. Now, this account is a message in and of itself. And we could spend time breaking down what it means when you have a God-sized problem and you have your own resources and what happens when God is 
helping you to multiply those resources to meet a God-sized need. That's an entire message in and of itself, and we won't go into that today. But what I want to point out is that before this happened, he'd heard the news of John the Baptist being beheaded, and he went and departed to a deserted place, but it says the multitudes heard of it, and they followed him. And then he does a miracle with the multitudes. He tends to them. He does a miracle. He feeds them. And then it says, after that, in verse 22, it says, immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. Jesus went to go and pray. What he had started to do after he'd heard about John the Baptist being beheaded and what he was, I would say, interrupted in for good reason, but interrupted nonetheless. And then he went back to go do what he had originally intended to do, which is to go and be with his father and to pray. It says that as he was praying In verse 24, it says, but the boat where his disciples were, were now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. What we see is a picture of Jesus praying on the mountain, pressing into the Father. And meanwhile, on the water, the boat that is carrying his disciples is starting to get troubled by the wind. And many times when we are seeking God, opposition comes up against us. It says that when Jesus was praying on the mountain, that that's when the disciples down on the water began to be disputed or tossed by the winds. They reached opposition when Jesus was pressing in to the place of prayer. How many of us know that that sometimes can happen to us as well as you're pressing in to that place of prayer, the things that are connected to you, the things that are attached to you, your family, your friends, ministry things. Sometimes those things can start to get tested, can get um, troubled, can get opposed by the enemy. And it says in Matthew chapter 14, verse 25. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. How many times have we seen when we're going through opposition and things are happening around us that sometimes it can be difficult to recognize the Lord. It can be difficult for the people around you, the people who are being troubled to recognize God. It says as the Lord began to come to the disciples that they did not fully recognize him and they were afraid. So let's put ourselves in the disciples position. How many times have our circumstances so shaken us up that we cannot even recognize when God shows up. When we are being tossed 
and shaken and opposed by the wind, we can sometimes lose sight of God and lose sight of who God is in the midst of that place. So even as the Lord is coming close to us in the midst of us being opposed, we can't recognize him. And so what does Peter do? It's a great example of what we should be doing. It says in verse 26, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good good cheer. It is I do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down to the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. What did Peter do? The Bible says to test the spirit by the spirit. So that's what Peter did. He tests the Lord and he says, if it's you, call me to come to you. And the Lord said, come. So Peter steps out of the boat in faith. It's important. Then Peter steps out of the boat in faith and the wind picks up again. So what happened is there's some confusion around who God is. God says, hey, it is me. Then Peter tests the Lord and says, Lord, if it's you, call me to come out to you. And then the Lord says and gives him permission, come walk go forward in faith. And so Peter stepping out of the boat in faith, he's starting to walk towards the Lord and he's walking on the water in faith. And what does it say? It says right after that in verse number 30, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. What I want you to see here is that when Peter steps out of the boat, he steps out in faith and then the wind picks up again and Peter is either distracted or discouraged or something happens and the Lord summarizes it and calls it he doubted. And when he began to doubt, he begins to sink in fear. I want you to know that faith will have you walk on water, but fear will cause you to sink. And it is important to know that Peter did not sink because of the wind. He reacted to the wind and because he reacted in fear to the wind, that's when he began to sink. The wind was going the entire time when they were in the boat, when he walked out of the boat and all of these things. So the wind was testing Peter's faith the entire time. And it wasn't until his faith turned to doubt and fear that he actually began to sink. And what happens is he reaches out, he cries out to the Lord as we all should. He cries out to the Lord. The Lord immediately picks him up and it says that he caught him and said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? 
It says right after that, that they went and they got into the boat. Now, I don't know about you, but I highly doubt that Jesus, when it says that they got into the boat, there's two things that I want to point out here. One, the wind ceased after they got into the boat. So it means that the wind was still going when Jesus had Peter's hand. The other thing is, I really don't think that Jesus began to swim with Peter the rest of the way back to the boat. I think that both he and Peter walked on water back to the boat. So what does that mean? That means that in faith, Peter started walking on the water. He doubted, began to sink. The Lord caught him and brought him back up to where he was. And in faith, they both walked together until they arrived at their destination. The wind was still swimming swirling around them and it didn't stop harassing them and testing their faith until they got back into the boat. So I want you to be encouraged today about a few things. One, press in to what God is doing and don't be afraid of the opposition that comes up. You will not fall because of the wind. The wind is there to test your faith and to see if you will stand. However, it is important to note that you can sink because of doubt and unbelief. Therefore, pray that your faith does not fail in times of opposition. Instead, in times of opposition, that's when you need to press into Jesus. And this is important. You need to press into Jesus and keep walking. Do not retreat. Press into the Lord and keep walking until you safely reach your destination. And at that point, you'll see the wind cease. And even as you are pressing in and praying and you're seeing opposition happen around you to the people, the ministry, your friends, anything that's connected to you, I just want you to be encouraged to hold fast to your faith, hold fast to your confession and don't lose heart. You can actually go and encourage the ones who are connected to you to have faith in the middle of their opposition. And if you are like the disciples where you are in the boat and the Lord is pressing in. We know that the Bible says that Jesus is constantly making intercession on our behalf. So God is already raising up prayers for us and interceding on our behalf. And so if you are like the disciples and you are facing opposition, even as you know that Jesus is pressing in, just a couple of keys to advance here. One, If you can't see Jesus and you can't recognize him as he is coming to you, test the spirit by the spirit. God is always true. He will always be true to you. So test the spirit by the spirit and you will see what you're dealing with when your vision is a little bit cloudy. Okay, so as you confirm that it is the Lord that is calling you out, then you go forward in faith. But just know that the wind may not necessarily stop. The opposition may not necessarily stop, but you will not fall because of the wind. You will not fall because of the attacks of the enemy. However, your doubt your doubt can cause you to fall in that season. So hold fast to your faith. Do not let go of your faith and 
praise God that in the moments when you feel like you're about to give up, when you start to get those inklings of doubt and fear and unbelief starting to come in, you reach out to Jesus and you stabilize with him. You anchor with him and don't stop walking. That is so key. I think sometimes we think that it's an either or type of situation that when we're pressing into God, that we're not advancing, but we've got to learn people of God, how to press into the Lord and still advance. We have to still advance even in the midst of opposition, even while we are pressing in, we've got to learn how to take ground even as we are holding on and pressing into the Lord. What I want you to see here is a beautiful picture. It's similar to Nehemiah, where they said they were building the wall. They had a hammer in one hand and a sword in the other. We've got to learn what it means to build and fight and build and fight and build and advance in the name of Jesus. What I want you to hold on to is that by faith, by faith, you can walk on water. And when you feel that doubt, like like they said in the New Testament, they said, Lord, we believe, but help our unbelief. So in those places where you have unbelief, reach out. Let God be the one who stabilizes you, but he is not going to let you stay there. He's going to continue to walk with you until you get to your destination. And when you get to your destination, that is when the wind will cease. It says in the word that Jesus was tempted for a season by the enemy until the enemy was so rebuked that he left him for a season. He left him for a season. What's beautiful is that you will have seasons of opposition and you will have seasons where the enemy is not there. And so I pray that as you are going through, whether you're the one pressing in on the mountain and things connected to you are being troubled, or you're the one that's in the boat that is being troubled, my prayer is that you do not lose heart, that you don't let go, that you don't relent, but that you continue to press forward into the things that God has called you to do, into the people that God has called you to minister to, into the places where God has called you to take I pray that your faith would not fail you in the times of opposition. I pray that your faith would hold fast and that you would keep your hand firmly in the hand of Jesus as you advance and you take ground and you build and you fight and you do what God has called you to do, walking in faith, not sinking in fear, walking in faith not sinking in fear. Let these words just wash over you and encourage you to continue to fight the good fight, to continue to press in, to continue to seek after the Lord, to continue to minister, to continue to do whatever it is that God has called you to do. And just know that he is going to take you to your destination. He's going to make sure that you safely arrive wherever he's called you to go. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Enoch Diaries podcast. I love hearing how the Lord is blessing you. So please head on over to enochdiaries.com to share your testimony. And while you're there, feel free to take a look at some of our other great content. 
If you haven't done so already, please like or subscribe to this channel so you don't miss any of our episodes. And of course, if this blessed you, please share it with a friend. Thanks again for joining and God bless.